Welcome to Belfast City Vineyard, where we are pursuing formation in the presence of Jesus, community gathered around Him, and the impact He empowers us to bring in our families, city, and the world. The following message was given at one of our Sunday services. For more information, visit our website at BelfastCityVineyard.com. Well, good morning and welcome. It is a joy to be with you. My name's Andy. I'm one of the team here at the Vineyard, and I'm thrilled to be speaking with you this morning. Last week, Harmony wrapped up our sermon series called Home. You can catch up with all of those if you missed any on our website. Today, we're changing gears and beginning to talk about how our journey continues. We have long dreamed of a permanent home of our own in the city, and as many of you know, After 20 years or so of looking and praying and giving and waiting and staying faithful, we have purchased the building that used to be the home of Cave Hill Methodist Church and is now our home. We were able to secure the keys just before Christmas and were able to hold a Christmas Eve service in it, which was wonderful just before we paused for the holiday break. So it is really exciting times and we have lots to talk about uh, around this building and this home of our own. So the rest of January and into early February, we want to take Sundays and talk about our heart and our vision for this building. There's lots of other types of information and communication and meetings to tell you about, so I'll say a bit more about that at the end of this talk. Uh, But for our purposes this morning, we're going to be using the image of a tree and roots and the fruitfulness going beyond us. That's been so important to us Uh, over the years. We've thought about that and used that in terms of building a legacy a lot. And uh, we've been in faith that as we put down roots in our life with Jesus, as we put down roots in community, and as we put down roots in locations, that we continue to grow in strength and purpose into the things that Jesus has for us. And then also powerful, abundant growth and fruitfulness come. And we also believe that just like a tree puts down deep roots, grows tall and strong and spreads out, it doesn't just bear fruit. It produces seeds that help it reproduce beyond itself and go beyond its actual lifespan. And we believe that that is something God has spoken to us as a church about as well. So for today, we want to spend some time answering the most common question that we have been asked since we've announced this news. And that question is, why? Why North Belfast? Why put down roots in North Belfast? And the reaction's been really, really interesting about that. There's been so much joy from so many of us. There's actually been surprise from so many of us that it's North Belfast. There's even been maybe a a tinge of disappointment that um, we don't live in North Belfast or we don't have a connection in North Belfast, but church is moving there. How do I feel about that? I don't know. And, uh, you know, just even lots of us feeling like, wow, I never would have thought that. I never would have guessed that. That's not what I pictured at all when I dreamed about our church having a home of its own. And I want to say right at the start, that it's okay to feel those things. I certainly have been surprised. It's not what I would have thought would have happened as I've dreamed about this and gone on this journey over the years. Um, But I want to answer the question. I want to answer it 
in two provocative ways, actually, that are just kind of opposed to each other. Uh, But I think both have helped me and others, and I think it will help all of us, weave in the God-breathed story and how we landed on this building and its location and what we think He is asking of us in the future. So let's dive right in. Firstly, why North Belfast? Well, I would answer that by saying it's not. It's the whole city. And you're probably like, look, Andy, uh, I hate to break it to you, but that building actually is in North Belfast. I know you're a blow-in and you haven't lost your accent, but you should know where North Belfast is after living here for 22 years. And I, I, what I mean by that statement is this. The focus for, for our church, since I became involved with it 22 years ago, has been about the whole city, not just a part of our city. Back to our earliest days, meeting in Ballarat Street, Community Hall, we were crazy enough to believe that the call of God upon our church was bigger than just one place, one neighborhood. And so we allowed ourselves to build and dream in that way. And we've always had people coming to our church from all parts of the city, certainly from both sides of the religious divide in Northern Ireland. And we've had people come from all different ethnicities and stories, which we welcome and we pray continues and actually grows. We've also uh, built relationships with churches, groups, charities all across the city. We I would highlight that we've got this friendship with Clonard Monastery up in West Belfast. That's a part of that. I would also say that Storehouse, our compassion charity, from day one served the whole city. Uh, And not just one patch of our city, but the whole city. It was intentionally designed that way because we've just always had our whole city in our hearts. We've also always been ascending and resource church. Uh, You've probably heard when we talk about the three things we do, formation, community, and impact. And when we say impact, we always mean city and global impact. Again, we're crazy enough to believe that there's some things that God has for us as a community to do that are like citywide. And there's even some things he has for us that are beyond our city. They're even global in impact. And so we've tried to be a sending church and a resource church to our movement, the vineyard movement of churches. And even beyond that, we've sent missionaries, uh, and people out to around our globe, actually, to plant churches and to lead other churches and to serve some of the most vulnerable around the world. And it's always just been more than about one part of our city. And that's just not changing, even though we're looking to put roots down in this geographic location. And I'll confess that over the years, I thought that it would look like a warehouse, a big warehouse building that many people would would drive into and flock to from all parts of our city. And if you build it, they will come kind of a thing. And there's nothing wrong with being a big warehouse church if that's what Jesus is asking you to be. But in the last five years or so, Jesus has been speaking to me and others in our community about what we're actually called to and what unique mission he has for us in this city. And it led to a moving away from that kind of big warehouse dream. And a catalyst for that was a strange day a few years ago uh, when I was driving around actually North Belfast with someone from another denomination in Northern Ireland. And we had just been to a meeting of denominational leaders for that particular group of churches. 
and we met, we were meeting about buildings that they had that were either already empty or were closing down as we were just exploring any possible way uh, that God might be leading us to a home of our own. So that's the meeting we were in. And then this particular gentleman just took me on a drive around the area. We were looking at four or five different churches, just kind of driving up outside them, walking around them and, and all that. And um, we pulled up to one of them uh, that had just closed, mostly due to, you know, just changing demographics. And it was an urban, tough part of our city that has, through the troubles, seen a lot of a lot of trauma, and it was just just had been a, uh, it just was at the end of its time there, and it just closed. And uh, this gentleman uh, sitting next to me in the car, he was driving, and we pulled up, and he said, you know, demographics are changing. He said, on top of that, Andy, people just aren't looking for God. They're not looking for the church anymore these days. And he pulled the handbrake, and we both jumped out. And we were standing in front of this building, and right away, around the corner, uh, a guy walked up to us. And I could tell from looking at him, firstly, that he was distressed, and I could also tell from looking at him that life had been difficult for him. And he came marching right up to us, actually, and he said, Are you Christians? And I said, Well, yes. And then he pointed at the church building. He said, is this place open? And we were like, well, no, it isn't. It's just closed. And then he said to us, where are all the Christians? I'm looking for help. Where are the Christians? Where is the church? And that was a profound encounter with a person. Of course, we were able to to talk with him and pray with him. But it was also God speaking to me and I think speaking to our church And after that encounter, we drove around north and south of the city and beyond, and we saw church building after church building. And I began to think and dream and ask, what if instead of building a big warehouse church, God was asking us to spread out across the city, to take what we've learned over the years and try and occupy some of these places? And what if the reason why we weren't able to put roots down in one location for 20 years is because we were meant to occupy many locations across our city? And what if we are supposed to take what we've learned through storehouse and serving the most vulnerable across our city and to leverage that in a new way in this season? And what if we're living in a moment in our city when, yes, Churches are closing and demographics are changing. But what if there is a window in time that is open now but won't be forever where churches are coming to the end of their natural life but still have buildings? And what if there is some kind of partnership there? And what if we could work with others and replant churches all across the city before that window closes and it's all gone? Because I still believe that the Spirit of God is speaking to people, and he's calling people to his church. And what if all the years of hard work, problem-solving, making do, sacrifice, innovation that came from not having a permanent home of our own was actually preparation for this next stage, where we continue to have a citywide vision, but look to have congregations and to plant churches across the city and beyond using partnership where we can. And what if this new building, new to us building in North Belfast, is just a start? And what if we put down roots there and see fruitfulness come? 
and then seeds that are sown across our city. And what if it's actually meant to be starting something in your part of the city? You know, we can see uh, this purchase of a building in North Belfast as some kind of grief or loss because we don't happen to live in North Belfast and we actually were hoping it would be in our neighborhood or where we live. We can see that as a loss or we can see this as a holy provocation to stir us to pray, to stir us to cry out to the Lord, like what is our role in all of this? What is my role amongst my neighbors and my friends and the part of the city where I live in? And might God be speaking to me about, in due time, helping us go again and to see churches planted all across our city? Um, Two years ago, when we began to encounter Cave Hill Methodist and talk uh, with the congregation there, uh, a small group who really felt stirred about North Belfast. Some of them live in North Belfast. Some of them um, had, had parents or f- they were from North Belfast but don't live there. Or just some people, God put North Belfast on their hearts. They began to meet and dream and pray about what would it look like to, if somehow we were able to get this building or a different building and to have a part of our church meeting in North Belfast. And that group has been praying for North Belfast for two Years. So I would say to you, if you're stirred, like, well, what about my part of the city? What if you gathered to pray? And what if it was the catalyst, the, 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 just the germinating seed of the next church plant or congregation that BCV gets to send out and bless our city with? Second question, why North Belfast? Well, why not? Why not? First thing I would say is we just don't get to pick our answers to prayer. I wish we did, but we don't get to pick our answers to prayer. And I don't want to say no to something that the Lord is providing because it isn't what or where I expected it to be. This is the building that the Lord has given us. And to be truthful about it, we were kind of approaching a bit of a, we need to consider every options or any port in the storm kind of situation because we really had not a lot of options left. And it's been miraculous how the Lord has sustained us through the chaos of the pandemic. Uh, The school we used to meet in is not an option currently, and it won't be an option for the foreseeable future for us to return there. Uh, In the lockdown, we didn't need a building because we were online exclusively. Uh, And then we were able, through their generosity, to meet in Windsor, where we're currently meeting in person, but that was only a temporary arrangement and that we had an opportunity to buy that building, but just not feasible due to the costs of the renovations that would be necessary. And that building has now been sold on to someone else. And to be truthful, it's left us as a congregation really vulnerable. Uh, Currently, things like hotels aren't really an option due to both COVID and the price increases that they've charged. Plus, we're a church that's kind of weary of meeting at 2 p.m. and then evening in that rhythm. And we are a church that's crying out for a, for a morning option as well. And we're kind of at the mercy of other churches and, and friends in the city to give us a space. And we actually are in a vulnerable position and in real need. And at the right time, the Lord has provided this option for us. Another reason, well, why not North Belfast, is that we've actually been led by the Lord in some really interesting ways. I mentioned my encounter with that uh, gentleman um, uh, in North Belfast looking at churches. I believe that's partly the way in which we were led by the Lord. But also back in 2018, um, 
I was attending a conference down at Emmanuel Church in Lurgan, and Pete Gregg of 24-7 fame was one of the main speakers. And in one of the sessions, uh, he uh, called me and the Reverend Dr. Heather Morris, who I'd never met before, uh, up onto the stage to prophesy over us. Uh, Heather is now the General Secretary of the Methodist Church in Ireland, and she's one of the top leaders in Methodism in Ireland. And uh, again, we'd never met before. He calls both up, and he prophesied over us. And I have a recording of that prophetic word that we'll send out to you uh, with other information we're going to be sending out about the building and, and things like that, so you can hear it for yourself. But essentially, Pete spoke over us that the movements we represent would move closer to one another in terms of partnership and helping each other, and uh, it, it, it just was a it was a catalytic moment. And Heather and I didn't just sit on that prophetic word; we treated it as like an open door to friendship and serving one another that we could walk through. And so, again, it got really intentional. And there were lots of dinners and coffees and conversations and meetups. We gathered leaders together to pray with each other and to build friendship and to build relationship. And now there's some really strong relationships and some strong friendships there for which I am really, really grateful. But one of the things that Heather and others within the Methodist Church kept talking about was what might happen to that building, to Cave Hill Methodist Church, who were thinking about closing. What might happen there? And did we have a part to play in stepping into the legacy of what God has done in that location through that congregation over decades? And it led to us borrowing that building uh, at Easter time a couple of years ago. It led to us borrowing the building for a week of prayer and fasting that we did a couple of years ago. And just lots of conversations about the future of the building. And as well, as I mentioned earlier, small group, a small group has been praying up in North Belfast, dreaming about that building and in North Belfast in general. So it feels like we've been led here by the Lord, that he orchestrated a few things to place us there at this stage of our journey, to give us this place, but also to give us assignments in his name right now at this stage of our journey. And it's also really important to say, though, that this purchase of this building isn't just off the back of prophetic words uh, for us. And that's not the only reason why we think it's a good idea and we think we should step into this opportunity. You know, like, oh, God told me, therefore, we should just go do this. And that's all we have to go on. What I love about this opportunity is that there is a sense of the Lord leading us here through the prophetic and through prayer, but also the practical things that you can count, things that you can measure and make crisp, clear, objective decisions on. And we're going to go into lots of detail in our meetings that we're going to have soon, which I'll tell you more about in a minute, that go through the finance and answer all the questions and everything. So I'll give you lots more details there. But suffice it to say that Cave Hill, this building, represented a really solid opportunity, a solid building with really good accommodation for all of our needs, something that's reasonably accessible from uh, the different motorway systems on a Sunday morning for us, a building that was, yes, in need of renovation, but not in terrible shape either. It actually represented huge value for money. All of that's been confirmed by third-party consultants and extensive surveys. And we were able to purchase the building with no mortgage, which is just a huge answer to prayer. So why North Belfast? Well, why not? Why not start here with what the Lord is leading us to and what the Lord is giving us? And I guess I would just say, well, what if he is asking us to be here and to build here? What if he is giving us a home here? 
that we are to open so others can come home to Him. We've been saying throughout our home series that even though the pandemic has been extremely challenging and disrupting, God is still active on this earth and is profoundly with us. And we aren't going to miss what He, we aren't going to want to miss what He is going to do. And I believe that this opportunity, yes, in North Belfast, is part of it. And we're going to want to show up with full-hearted obedience. This quote from John Wimber, who is one of the founders of the Vineyard Movement, has been so important to us uh, over the years of our building journey, and I just want to read it again to us now. He wrote, Most of us, all our lives, have been eating fruit from trees we didn't plant. Somebody had the foresight and was willing to plant and establish these things so later generations would have the benefit. And I just want to ask us again, what if we can continue to build a legacy that causes others who come after us to flourish and go further than we ever could. And what if decades from now, people are still coming to faith in Jesus and having their lives transformed by Him because of decisions we make now and roots that we put down now? And what if this building in North Belfast is only the beginning? What if it's actually a tree that we didn't plant that decades ago, People had dreams in their heart for a church in that area and they planted it and they built it and now we're able to eat some of that fruit but also put down roots of our own so generations after us will continue to be able to encounter Jesus. So what if this is only the beginning and what if we're able to plant and replant churches in every part of our city and beyond? I don't think we're going to want to miss that opportunity. So what comes next? Well, on Sundays for the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about vision for this building, what we think Jesus is asking us to do and build and rebuild in our city. And then on the 24th and 25th of January, we're going to have uh, some evening meetings. Now, it's the same meeting. It's just going to be repeated. So partly because of COVID regulations and also partly so more people can have a chance at coming. And those meetings are going to be at Cave Hill. We're going to be going into lots of detail on finance, what works need to be done to the building and how much that's going to cost and how much can be done by us ourselves and how much needs to be done by professionals and things like that. And also a chance to ask questions for you to walk around the building and and see it uh, for yourself. We're going to also record those for those who can't make either of those meetings. Also, on February 7th through the 13th will be our annual week of prayer and fasting. And we'll be crying out to the Lord for our church, for our city, and for one another. And certainly we'll be praying for North Belfast and for that building. And we encourage our whole church to give extra time to prayer around lots of different themes. And there'll be extra gatherings. We come together to pray. And of course, many of us choose to fast uh, as well. Fast from food or certain types of food or from things like social media and entertainment and things like that. And that week of prayer and fasting then will culminate in a giving day, which will be February 13th. And the the, the giving will go towards the renovation work on the building so we continue to be as debt-free as possible. And you'll be able to give gifts towards it and or make pledges of future giving towards the renovations of Cave Hill Methodist. And over the years, we have done uh, at least two of these types of giving days. And many of us, Harmony and I included, gave over and above our regular giving towards the dream and hope of a building. And that meant we were able to purchase this building with no debt. And the last one we held was actually eight years ago. 
And I want to thank you for your generosity in those moments. But we also want to give those of us who gave before an option to give again. And the many of you who have joined us since to give for the first time towards that and to help us put roots down. And I'm asking you to begin praying about this now, as Harmony and I are, about how much we can give to this. And not from the place of obligation, guilt, or arm twisting, but from the place of gratitude. I want to end with this, and it's about gratitude, and it's about cost. And it's something the Lord has really been working on with me, and He spoke to me about it uh, earlier, uh, is it this past summer? And He spoke to me about gratitude through something that happened in our family. And so last year, like many families in our church and in our city, we got caught up in the AQE transfer test thing where uh, the whole system was put in an impossible situation with COVID and testing and all that stuff. But our daughter had plans and hopes uh, that were thrown into chaos with the dropping of the test. It was a really stressful time, as it will have been for for many of you. And I want to say right away, there's far worse problems in our broken world, but it was a big issue in her world, and it was a stress and a challenge that many of you can relate to. And in the end, uh, she she got what she hoped for and what we actually prayed a lot for a school that she liked and was well suited to her and that was all wonderful and when we got the news we were so grateful because we prayed we hoped we trusted and the lord blessed her and the lord blessed us and i just want to say for a moment and recognize that not, it's not everyone's story in our church and i know that some of you had really really difficult moments with this and it's still really difficult so i just want to just want to recognize that, that it just didn't turn out great for everyone but for us, after a time of rejoicing and gratitude, you know, kind of life, life moves on until the last few weeks when it's, you know what, school uniform time. And Harmony took our daughter out to just get her everything she needs for a new school uniform. And they came home, and I was actually busy tidying the kitchen. And I, they were showing me they had bags and bags of stuff, and they kept pulling things out of, of bags. And I kept getting more and more stressed. And um, kind of my internal uh, dad cash register was, was ringing with each item that was being held up and, and shown to me. And there was a smile on my face on the outside, but on the inside, I'm like, oh boy. Uh, this is getting expensive. And then at the very end, with a flourish, the big ticket item, the blazer, came out. And, you know, I nearly, you know, toppled over with what was going on inside of me. And, like, a heaviness came on me. And I was like, oh, man, this is expensive. And, oh, what is going on here? And, you know, Elise ran off after, you know, we said, that's all great and all that stuff. And the Harmony looks at me nervously and was about to say something. And actually the Lord spoke to me in that moment. And he actually rebuked me. And I just felt the Lord speak to me, don't you dare do this. You prayed for this good gift. And you were grateful and you celebrated and you wanted this. And now you won't pay the cost. And Harmony started to say, look, I wish it wasn't so expensive. And I managed to find some emotional and spiritual maturity from somewhere. And just say, look, Harmony, I prayed for this. I asked for this. And I can't now complain about the cost. And it's time to pay it. And it's time to pay it joyfully in gratitude. That was a really formational moment for me. I've shared that in some of the contexts in BCV, but I've never shared that before on a Sunday morning. And I just think sometimes lots of things come into our lives and we want them and we pray for them. And then they come. 
and we're deeply grateful for them. But then there comes a time, sooner or later, when the thing we wanted and is from God becomes costly. And we have a choice. We can grumble and complain or we can serve and sacrifice. And maybe it's, you've noticed this in a friendship dynamic. Maybe you've noticed this in a, a work dynamic. You, you wanted a job. You prayed for a job. And the Lord blessed you. And you got the job. And there's wonderful things about it. But then it, there's a season where things really are difficult. Maybe it's something like that with your marriage. Maybe it's something with your kids. Maybe it's uh, in school where you're faced with a choice. Am I going to pay the cost to actually live into this and receive it? I think true gratitude pays the cost with joy. And I believe God has given us something, something we prayed long and hard for and have waited for. And it's now here. And we have a moment to respond with generosity, to live into the opportunity fully, to worship, not just with our voices, but with our time and our energy and our money. We're going to be talking a lot more about that in the future, but I would just ask you to please be praying that we would meet this moment with gratitude and generosity, not obligation or fear or anything like that, but we would meet this moment and really step into it and trust in faith that where it seems like there is no way, Jesus can provide a way in every facet of our lives. So please be praying. Uh, Keep your eyes peeled for more information. Please make plans to come to one of those information nights and to participate in the week of prayer and fasting. But I want to pray for us now as we close. Lord, we are so grateful for this new season in our church and for this opportunity. I pray you would continue to release vision for all of us on how you want us to play a part in this building and all the things you want to launch in and through this building. So, Lord, would you release a vision? Would you release opportunity? Would you release dreams in our hearts for how this might be used for your glory? How we might put down roots that turn into tall, strong trees and that's just so seed for your kingdom everywhere. Help us come alive to this moment and this opportunity. We pray also that you release funds, even miraculous release of funds to build our faith. Help us to be fully present to you and what you're doing. We pray that you would give us the strength to play our part and we dedicate ourselves to the work and sacrifice that will be required. Help us build home for many and for those who come after us. Most of all, we dedicate ourselves not to a building, not to bricks and mortar, but to you, our Lord Jesus Christ, light of the world, God with us. Take your rightful place as the center of all our homes and lives and of our beautiful church community. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. For all the latest information about what's happening in the life of our church, or if you have any questions or comments, head over to BelfastCityVineyard.com.